Every two years or so, your computing power doubles. The computing power on the iPhone, what, 11, 12, 13, 14, is more than what was on those early spaceships that went to the moon. In about 10 years or so, we will see the collapse of Moore's Law. In fact, already we see a slowing down of Moore's Law. Computer power simply cannot maintain its rapid exponential rise using standard silicon technology. Uh, there is an inability to remove the heat coming out of all those transistors at one time. Intel Corporation has admitted this. We gotta untap these new advanced thermal management techniques to untap the power uh, to maximize your computing power even further to, to ride along the Moore's Law curve uh, for another 20, 30 years or so. If you'd known how important the technology economy was 20 years ago, would you have done things differently? The internet, cell phones, the cloud, and data. Things have changed. We're here to talk about it. Hi, I'm Jed. Hi, I'm Shikhar. Welcome to Things Have Changed, your new economics and technology podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to Things Have Changed. It's been a while since we've put something out. Um, I appreciate you guys being really patient with us uh, throughout this time. So lately, the most recent episodes we've been putting out there are all related to to the cloud industry. And, you know, the last two years, we've consistently spoken about the semiconductor industry um, and all these big players that have been running this space, right? The last few episodes that we had brought up were reruns from the very first time we chatted about cloud and my, it has changed. Things have changed since then. So it was a good primer for this series that we really wanted to do on cloud um, that really touched on a fundamental problem in this space um, that's, that's burgeoning right now. And it's not really visible to a lot of people who use the cloud. You guys who are on the cloud like every day, right? You're on your phones, you're on your computers, you don't realize that that you're on the cloud. And so in this series, we were really lucky at Things Have Changed to, to be able to talk to this one subject matter expert who studies this so deeply, studies this fundamental problem that we're about to tackle so deeply. We've been speaking about the cloud for, for the last two episodes, right? And um, I think till now, um, if you've checked those episodes out, you'll know how important, how critical uh, semiconductors are to our digital age, to our digital economy. Everything that we do runs on chips. Um, your fridges, laptops, toasters, the setup that we have where Jed is in New Jersey and I'm in Austin, Texas, and we're seamlessly doing this podcast, right? So all of that runs on on chips. And uh, there is a fundamental law to it, um, which is just fascinating and technology at its best. You know, I'm very optimistic about technology and something like the Moore's Law just reaffirms that for me. It's why I spent those many years at Intel, because what's cooler than working on something that is advancing human technology, right? So 
what is the Moore's Law, right? Uh, we go into it during the episode, but high level, just wanted to kind of give you an overview. It is an observation where computing capacity doubles every two years, two or so years. It's an observation, just an observation. So what does that mean? Well, it means a lot of hard work goes behind the scenes to make that possible. You know, one great analogy was what used to fit in a building now fits in your pocket, right? Your iPhone. So that it's insane. What fits in your pocket today might fit in your blood cell in 25 years. That's the pace of how this technology has been doubling every two years. What's been happening is the reason why we speak today is um, there's a big crisis that's taking place in the industry. This Moore's Law where um, you double your computing capacity every two years, that has been breaking down in recent years. Um, so it, since it's just an observation, you know, it, it, there's nothing that is forcing this to happen. So when you actually run into physics problems, uh, you're slowing down this technology and it has so many downstream impacts. So it's, it's going to be, this call was very interesting to me. And on many parts, I was just like sitting back and thinking, damn, what do we do? What is going to happen in 2030 when we don't have a future paved for uh, us to improve our technology? Yeah, so much, so much so that, you know, and anyone who knows anything about semis and gaming knows about NVIDIA, right? And uh, it's one of the biggest semiconductor companies in the world. It's those chips. GPUs. Yeah, every, those things that make your Xbox and PlayStation 5s work, right? And your self-driving cars and AI stuff work. Um, and the yeah, CEO... You couldn't, you couldn't buy uh, Diablo chip. without having a certain amount of <laughs> GPU power. You know what I mean? Bro, Diablo was on those small, but uh, no, I mean, <laughs> GPUs are the evolution of those cartridges. Uh, but no, I mean, the the CEO, Jensen Huang, who's this rock star, um, said recently that, you know, this industry is near the limit. Imagine being the biggest company in an industry like semis, semiconductors, and saying the industry is near the limit. Basically, when you add it all up, every five years, your computing capacity has 10 x So now, if we don't have that ability, it's taking us longer to scale two times, to improve two times, let alone 10 times in five years. Uh, so it is fascinating what's going to happen in this industry. And uh, I mean, yeah, and we, and we were just talking about, you know, how you don't even notice how cloud is growing and how the demand for cloud is growing, right? Well, all these technologies that you're excited about, so typically like a new technology comes out, you hear about it in the news, you know, you see it on your friend's feed or whatever, and you're excited for what's happening next. A lot of these companies operate under the assumption of Moore's Law, okay? Because a lot of them operate under the assumption that they will have more and more compute power. Yeah, so as Moore's Law, you know, this technology becomes harder and harder to improve, it means data centers that power our presence online needs more and more compute, right? And what does that mean? That means, well, it's it's going to use a lot more power. And that's, I guess, a simple way for us to get into Bharat's work and these episodes because um, 
he is trying to actually solve that. How can we make data centers more efficient so that we can try to at least keep riding this Moore's Law wave? So, you know, this is a fascinating conversation, fascinating insights. I highly recommend checking this episode out and the next two episodes coming out with our guest, Bharat. So uh, last episode, we spoke about how cloud computing uh, has become one of the most successful and profitable businesses in like the history of industry. And to give some perspective, to paint the picture as to what we mean by most successful and most profitable, like AWS, which is the cloud arm of Amazon, Amazon Web Services, had revenues of like 60 billion last year. So think about it. They're making 60 billion in revenue and it's growing 38, 40%. Azure, which is Microsoft's um, cloud computing arm, had, you know, very similar $60 billion last year. Now growing close to that 45, 50%. These are crazy, crazy numbers. We have not seen this scale ever. So, you know, it, it kind of, uh, we, we spoke about, you know, the relevance and, and what are the upcoming trends within this industry, right? Uh, just because there is so much growth left. So today we're really excited to talk about cloud and chips with, um, with Bharat, who's a senior thermomechanical engineer at Microsoft, who's done tons of research work in a highly innovative space such as electronic schooling, high performance computing, and data center thermal management, right? So he's the guy thinking about how to take data centers that power the cloud from what it is today to what it's going to be in the next five, 10 years. And why this is important is because all the big companies, all the big computing companies have promised these very ambitious net zero goals, right? So we're going to get a sneak peek into some incredible research work that's been done by um, Bharat's team within Microsoft, where they are focused on achieving this carbon removal and net zero goals. Bharat, really excited to have you on. Things have changed. Thank you for having me. And I can provide a very high level overview on what's a cloud and where, where my role fits in and how my role and our team looks into uh, working about the stuff that you mentioned on carbon removal, water replenishment, net zero goals yeah. at, a, at a facility level. I guess let's kind of go, I wouldn't say, I mean, we're not going to the start, but kind of close to the start and where we were, you know, 50, 60 years that kind of got us here, right? It's probably the most important technological prediction or law ever created. It's the Moore's Law. And um, so in, I think it was the 1960s, Gordon Moore, founder of Intel, forecasted that the number of components on a chip would double every two years. And loosely, it was revised to then be, okay, the Moore's Law is doubling of transistors on a chip every two years, which means every two years or so, your computing power doubles. So that has been the biggest unlock for modern human society because over the last 60 years, uh, we've gone from these clunky, massive um, computers that can take a whole room 
to one that sits in your pocket. The computing power on the iPhone, what, 11, 12, 13, 14, is more than what was on those early spaceships that went to the moon. So it's just incredible. And what do we have to thank for that is the Moore's Law and the constant innovation on the chip scale. Uh, One of the big problems right now that the world is facing is the fact that, hey, we have kind of extracted a whole lot from this law. We have stuffed so many transistors on that chip that now it's becoming an issue, right? And so the heat that's being created is actually causing those chips to degrade. So it's coming to a point where we we might have extracted all that we could from this law. And that is kind of scary because the innovations in that we take for granted today comes down to that, right? So would love your thoughts um, with regards to the thermal standpoint of the law. And maybe we can take it from there and kind of, you know, touch on how the cloud is seeing that. Yeah, so... um... You, you you pointed it out and uh, you you mentioned about all the good facts around Moore's law. So like you mentioned, uh, you know Moore's law, where uh, the transistor density doubles every two years. In few few places, people say it doubles every eighteen months. So that's a, a gospel, and people have been adapting to this uh, transition. Uh, for the last 50 to 60 years, exactly about 50 years. You know, all the technologies, all the products have been following this roadmap. So, you know, there are about, you know, billions and billions of transistors buried inside a, a one inch by one inch silicon, for example. But uh, if you look at the trends on the power getting into your chip, if you look at the logical number of cores getting into your chip, they are kind of saturates in the past uh, 20 years or so starting 2000, mm-hmm. even though the transistor uh, been doubling, that comes from the advanced fabrication techniques, advanced lithography techniques. I'm not going to dive deep into that because that's not my swim lane. But, we, you know, when you get into, you know, the silicon level stuff, people have been advancing in all parts of the globe for the last, uh, you know, uh, 20 years. But like I said, the power has been saturating for the last 20 years and the logical number of cores have been saturating. So what exactly is happening is that, uh, there is an inability to remove the heat coming out of all those transistors at one time. So you can only partially cool a portion of your silicon, only be uh, taking care of heat from a hot spot or from certain number of cores, from not all the cores or the cache in your silicon, but from specific number of cores. And that is leaving a lot of unused silicon in your device. Even though there is a billion transistor, you haven't scaled so much, even though, like you pointed out, you've gone from warehouse scale machines to, you know, to the sizes of our iPhone. But, you know, there is more uh, computing power that is waiting to be untapped because of, you know, the, you know, the uh, efficient thermal management techniques. So, you know, as, you know, the transistors flip back back and forth between zeros and ones or, you know, as they uh, exercise customer workloads uh, or as we put in work to that machine to do a simulation or to do a video conferencing like this or to do a Netflix video streaming, we are not able to remove all that heat, you know, efficiently. So that's uh, leading to what we call as dark silicon. 
So, you know, part of our uh, team's work uh, gets into how could we maximize that. And that has been uh, work established by Department of Defense, DOD, uh, Department of Energy, and, you know, uh, the likes of IBM have looked into, uh, all right, now we're kind of saturating. We have come to the, you know, the lithography limits where the sizes are, you know, bringing the feature sizes are not economical anymore, even though it's doable practically feasible, those are not economically feasible at scale. So now what can we do? We gotta untap these new advanced thermal management techniques to untap the power uh, to maximize your computing power even further to to ride along the Moore's law curve uh, for another 20, 30 years or so. So part of our work gets yeah. into how could we come up with energy efficient uh, you know, thermal management techniques uh, like liquid cooling or immersion cooling uh, and see how it uh, goes away from the traditional or the conventional air cooling um, to, to go beyond the uh, power curve that has been saturated now. So Bharat basically just ended with um, a few solutions he's thinking about because of this fundamental problem breaking down, right? And he will go into detail about these issues, you know, in, in the next few episodes. So I encourage you to to stick around for those. But as just as um, as an experiment, you know, let's think about what our future in technology looks like just for a second, dude. So right now yeah. we can think about all of the topics we've covered in the last year. Right, the metaverse, metaverse. Um, meta. We we talked about this so much, you know, this this whole year that you know, you got to think about people buying freaking property online right now. You know, people putting yep, yep. their entire savings towards something that's Web three. You know, Web three companies getting funded left and right. Um, yep. This entire space, right, of the metaverse, where we'll in the future be making friends, in the future be going to the club, having coffee and stuff. My gosh, dude. Like all these concepts are brought about by by Meta yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, I mean, I'm not doing it. I, I enjoy in-person meetups way too much. But, you know, the metaverse that's that's coming into our future and what we've been talking about the last few episodes is something that has to be really powered by a growth in compute power that we don't have today yet. You know, it's going to be so difficult to power what these the envisioned future will look like. And so as we we think about this problem that we we chatted about with Bharat in, in this last episode, right? Just keep that in mind. Like our plans for the future require so much compute power. As a society yeah. requires so much compute power. Dude, it's in um, the order of yeah. ten thousand times what we have today. <laughs> like uh, so scientists uh, and experts, right? We're discussing the the viability of building metaverse. So aside from the concept that people would actually start using this, right. how would you build it? Well, to build it, you need 10,000 times more compute than what's available today. So that is yeah. incredible. dude. It's very important for technology to, to scale, to be able to meet us at these points. Yeah. Um, don't forget to come visit us on our website, thingsofchangepodcast.com. And, you know, let us know how we're doing so far. It's been a while since we've chatted. So really hope you're going to enjoy the series because we've, we've been prepping this for you guys for, for a while. Um, so let us know what you think. Uh, send us a comment of how you think about the show, how you think about our intro, etc. But yeah, big thanks to our listeners from all over the world. 
Um, super excited to start making content for you guys again. We have a great selection of topics um, coming up. But as always, here things have changed. Stay curious. <laughs>